We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer at Rotowire. This podcast is brought to you by SoRare. Are you looking for NFTs that are both fun and have actual utility? Try SoRare, the largest NFT-based fantasy game. You can collect, trade, and compete with officially licensed digital cards of soccer players from over 160 clubs on SoRare. That's S-O-R-A-R-E dot com. I am joined once again by Jordan Cooper and Ryan Belangi today to talk about Saturday's Premier League slate. Boys, we got a big one tomorrow. Sort of. Yeah, well, six games. We're not. We're not used to it. Typically, that's a Champions League slate, uh, but we still run into the problem uh, that we have. It's not a problem, but there are six games, and there's one humongous favorite, and the question always comes in: uh, How much Manchester United do you need, and is it going to depend on what their starting lineup looks like? Yeah, um, it, it's an interesting slate. It, it 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 feels a bit different than the other slates we've had, not just recently, but especially last year uh, with the amount of games. And yeah, there's going to be one team, Manchester United, that's more popular than the rest because, like Jordan said, they're they're really big favorites. But um, I'm wondering if, well, when we talk about GPPs. I have a couple questions for Jordan, but I just have I have a feeling that besides Manchester United, ownership's not necessarily going to matter as much as it usually does, especially when you consider, I don't know, the lack of options in certain spots like defense or cheap midfield or I don't know, midfield in general. Um, so I think. It's going to have an effect on how I make lineups, at least. Uh, excited to talk about it. Jordan, you think there's like a pretty standard build for cash games? I don't think that's not, not really. I don't think it's standard. But I mean, just to go over the slate, I always like throwing out the odds for people that are listening or watching. Uh, Man United, minus 525 home favorite against Newcastle. Three and a quarter total. Then the next biggest favorite is... Arsenal minus 196 currently at home against Norwich City, two and three quarter total. Then we have Manchester City away to Leicester minus 158, two and three quarter total. 
And then now we're starting to get into the more of the pick'em range. Uh, Wolves plus one thirty nine away to Watford, two and a quarter total. West Ham plus one forty three away to Southampton, two and three quarter total. And uh, the lowest total game on the slate is a virtual pick'em. It's currently Brighton plus one eighty one away favorite against Brentford, and that's barely a two total. Uh, from a from a cash game perspective, I think. I think there are two players. I think here, here, here's what I have to say about cash. There's two players that are the, the first two players in my lineup. And depending on Manchester United starting lineup, I believe that you're going to play anywhere. If you play anywhere from two to four Man United players, I think that's viable. I think I'm more likely to play two than play four. But it really depends on what you're going to be doing at your forward position. But I think, I think uh, there's a defender and a midfielder that you're just putting in your cash lineup and you're starting from there. From Manchester United? No, no, in general. Oh, okay. Right. I, I think you're putting in Luke Shaw and you're putting in James Ward-Prowse and then you're building your lineup. And at the forward position, uh, if Cristiano Ronaldo starts at 9,200 with a minus 200 anytime goal scoring odds. And the fact that, yeah, he is a prolific shooter. Uh, I know he's goal dependent, but 9,200, he, he probably shouldn't be 9,200 for this slate. He probably should be closer to where, where Antonio is priced at 10-5. But if Ronaldo was not in, they could also start a lineup with Anthony Martial uh, playing on the left. And he's only 5,900. He has anytime goal scoring odds. I mean, it's not as high, but uh, plus 120. But to have a $5,900 wide player from the biggest favorite on the slate by far with one of the top uh, top six goal scoring odds on the slate, like if they all start, do you think that you're just plugging in Martial, Ronaldo, Shaw? And then the fourth guy would be De Gea if you pay up the goalkeeper. I think it's all reasonable. I think Martial is going to be the least popular of that group at least in cash, but I don't think it necessarily is a bad play. So like, like the Ronaldo thing, it feels like a Champions League slate. Like if this was, you know, last season and we had Juventus a minus 500 favorite on a Champions League slate and Ronaldo's 9,200 with minus 200 goal score odds, he's absolutely in play. And yet when it, it's a Premier League slate and it feels less, I don't know, it just feels less viable, but it makes everything that, the, every reason we play him on better slates is a reason to play him now. And for higher cost, I mean some of those Champions League slates he'd be 11-4. Right. And you're still and you're still playing him in your cash game lineup. So do you think do you think he is just as popular in higher stakes cash than lower stakes? I think I, I don't I think it's going to be that big of a gap. Like but like I said, this is all predicated on him starting. He may not start. Right, he may come I mean, off the bench or whatever. Wait, you're I, not going to play him in cash if he doesn't start, right? Yeah, but it, it'll affect the rest of your lineup. I mean, what I'm saying is that it affects the rest of your lineup. I don't think if if you plug in Ronaldo into your dummy cash lineup and then an hour before you know lock lineups come out and he's not in, I don't think you're just going down to Pascal Gross and moving your goalkeeper up to 300. I, like I think your construction may be different. So that's why I say that like playing Martial at 5900, like. That gives your that makes your construction different. If he's not in, that doesn't mean you're going to be replacing him with uh, you know, who who's here. 
Bernardo Silva and calling it a day, right? Like, so these, to me, these decisions matter. I think the odd man out, if they both start, is Mason Greenwood and Bruno. Well, Bruno Fernandez is a only midfield eligible. I know, Ryan, in your article, uh, you talked about Greenwood, that this was last year, like early last year, you'd be like, 10-2 for Greenwood. Why the hell would I want to do that? But he's playing like almost 90 every game. He has a share of set pieces, not as much as Luke Shaw. Uh, he is forward eligible, which helps him. But I mean, on this slate, the midfielders aren't, the midfield slots don't have that high of an opportunity cost, but the forward slots do. So if Ronaldo is not in, or if he's in, I mean, it's, I don't think I play Greenwood over Ronaldo if I had to choose between the two. But if Ronaldo's not in, I mean, I'm not a big fan of paying 10-2 for Greenwood. I, I think there, there's a better construction on this slate for cash games, at least. But you would, I mean, based on your article, Ryan, you, I mean, Greenwood's viable at least, right? Yeah, I, I think you broke it down. Yeah, really good. Um, so if Ronaldo's not in, yeah, 10 2 seems like a lot for Greenwood, but I think I would play him in cash. Like, like, like you said, I'm still kind of banking on 90 minutes. I at least think he's, he's not one of the first to get subbed in most of the lineups that they roll out, even with Ronaldo on the team. Obviously, that's still risky. Um, 10 2 is a lot, but set pieces and goal upside. And I don't know, like, who else do you want to play? I understand that you said there's a different uh, construction, and that may be true. Um, if there's a lack of, you know, appealing cheap options, it might be better uh, to go with like a more balanced style. As far as Martial, um, I'm someone who always makes these kind of plays, especially with Mar Martial. Um, when they're, you know, around like 6K on big favorite, but him specifically, he feels trappy. I know he has upside, but I don't think I could, could go there and cash. Um, I mean, you definitely need a goal. He, he, he doesn't have a floor. I don't think even in these, even in these matchups where they're, you know, minus 500 at Newcastle. Um, even Ronaldo, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Is, is he a cash lock for you guys? I know they're huge favorites, but plenty of times I see this game, you know, this game gets to halftime and Ronaldo has one shot, you know, and you're like, what am I doing? But yeah, the, the price feels cheap. Um, but it's, it's not like we don't have options, Ryan. Like, like Andrew, I, I, I like the construction. Like if Ronaldo doesn't start, like, so I, if Ronaldo doesn't start, it at least gives me the like, okay, now I don't even have to worry about that. But I like the construction when I'm paying like 7,900 or below for my forward spots. Cause I see guys down here like Sar, like Traore, like Bowen. Uh, we got uh, even Arsenal, Bakayo Saka at 6,700, uh, you know, that are not as gold dependent. Uh, now, if Ronaldo's in, like 9,200, if he scores one goal, I'm, I'm, I'm fine if I don't have him, right? I, I'm fine. But Ronaldo has obviously, you know, he could score four, right? Most these other guys are not going to score four goals, you know, they're not going to come out, you know, opening return for, for, their, for their old team and put up a hat trick. Uh, but from a floor perspective, I almost feel more comfortable playing uh, 
the guys in in saving a thousand each at forward spots and then upgrading so I don't have to play like a thirty four hundred dollar midfielder or have to play a thirty four hundred dollar no defender. I think the ceiling of the lineup may be uh, lower than playing a Greenwood or Ronaldo or anyone up top, but I think I just get a dramatically higher floor. For the fact that I'm probably I'm probably not getting uh, like three points out of any slot, I'm probably going to get you know seven to ten minimum all the way around, and anyone that's going up against me is going to have to get the extra goal from the forward to make up for that three point midfielder that really doesn't do anything. Yeah, I I started without Ronaldo. Like I was like you know a goal dependent forward. I don't care how big of a favorite they are as goal odds. Let me see what I can do without him. And I like that lineup so much better. But you're exactly right. Like, I think Ronaldo's going to be popular. And if he scores two, I think you're dead. Because I just don't think, you know, the the 30 points from Ronaldo. And it's not like I was going to play Greenwood either. That was the other thing. It's like, it's not like I'm paying down to, to get Ronaldo. Like, I just liked the more balanced, at least forwards, because it allowed me to not have to, yeah, punt it some other spot or allowed me, you know, you can play De Gea if you want. And hopefully that makes up for it. But yeah, I don't. I didn't want to play Ronaldo or Greenwood. Does does um does blocking does playing Ronaldo as a block come into your guys' mind at all? Yeah, when, when in when in doubt. I mean, I do this at all sports. It's like if, if you're if you have a toss-up, if you have a 52-48 type of decision, I mean, if it comes down to it, I'll play Ronaldo, I'll play the construction with Ronaldo just so my entire slate is not decided by that one slot. But it's not to me. It's not something I prioritize. Right. It's I'm weighing between the two, and if I figure that in let's say in double ups, if I think Ronaldo is going to be 65 percent owned, like then it it creeps up more to you know I should lean more towards that side just not to get crushed. But like if he's only going to be thirty five or forty percent owned, like I, that still makes up all the spots of a double up. So like it's when it gets past that like fifty percent mark. Where it's like if he scores twenty eight, like everyone above me will have him, and mm-hmm. I can't possibly get the sixth spot in an eleven man double up or something. Like that's kind of that 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 that's where the baseline is for those types of decisions. So like forty percent on Ronaldo, like I'll play whatever I think is best. I think I think the difference also there is that usually in those situations when it comes to a block, I feel like I'm looking at a different player in the same salary range. But my construction is completely different if I don't play Ronaldo. And so mm-hmm. it's not only am I trying to hope that it's not my, I hope this one guy outscores Ronaldo or else my slate is dead. It's like, no, I actually have, you know, it's, well, it's cash. So it's not going to be completely different. But like I have a number of guys that can try to make up for that. So that that was a little difference. But that particularly means that I'm not going from Ronaldo to Greenwood. It's that I'm going from Ronaldo to two of those um Two of the ones that Jordan mentioned before, you know, Triore or Sar or Bowen and guys like that. Yeah. No, I think I think you guys hit it on the head. If I was comfortable with a 3K midfielder, I would play Greenwood. I think it's worth it. But it looks like that would be a stretch to to punt at midfield and um, you may be hurting yourself paying all the way up. So I guess it depends on what lineups we see. But balanced builds seems seems a little bit better if Ronaldo doesn't start. Andrew, for cash games, we we mentioned James Ward-Prowse. Slot him into your midfield spot. 
do you like any other midfielder on the slate? I mean, like, like I, to me, that's to me the hardest spot to fill in my catch lineup is who fills the second midfield spot. And the more and more I build, it ends up being a guy that's also forward eligible. Yes, I completely agree. Like it, it's a it's very strange in the slate. And obviously, pre Ronaldo, we would have had more of a discussion about Bruno. And I think Bruno Fernandez, I. I is a was a reasonable fade anyway because we have Shaw, and so you know with Bruno without the, all of the set pieces, we don't expect him to have penalties if Ronaldo's there. So usually, I feel like on a slate like this, we would play, or you know, a year ago, we're playing Bruno and James Ward-Prowse and trying to figure out the rest from there. But yeah, I don't. There's really nobody that I was dying to play. Like I think there are guys that I would like to play, but they're either too expensive. They're usually just too expensive. Like it doesn't make sense. Like, I think if he's in an attacking role, Pogba's great, but I'm not going to pay 7300 for him in cash. Even in that role, I mean, like, he would have to be in an attacking role. If he plays alongside Maddich as the double pivot, like, 7300 is just laughable. Right. But, it's, Blake, I'm not, I'm probably not playing Pogba in that position at 5300. Right. So it's like, but like everybody else, yeah, it's just. It seems just like guys. whatever second mid, whatever second midfielder, that I'm playing, it feels like I'm playing a GPP lineup. Like it's, yes. it's going to be, it's going to be someone that, and this is this is what it, I mean. I've been doing this for for a while, this whole year, even before you know last season. Not playing like we have Joe Matinho at 4800, like getting away from those types of players and playing someone that has much more upside. So like Matinho's 4800, and I know we have someone that mentioned in in chat, Thomas Suchek is 4800 also. And it's weird for me to say, I'd almost, if I had to choose between the two, I'd rather play the $4,800 guy that could possibly get me 18 points than one that's like probably going to get six to eight and then nothing, nothing outside of that. So I'm like, I'm looking in that range. I'm looking at, at guys like, I mean, scrolling down, there's not much down here, right? I mean, look at Madison's 4,900. Wow. Imagine if we imagine this was two years ago and you said that. Yeah, right. But even even like I don't even mind playing Milos Rajishka against Arsenal at five thousand. I know he's forward eligible also, but it's not like Arsenal are the greatest team in the world either. But like you, it's just that this range is Ruben Neves. Uh, you got uh, Alex uh, McAllister. I mean, is there anyone? Is there anyone down in this in in this cheap? sub 6k midfield range that you even feel comfortable with like at all like that that is just midfield eligible you, you throwing John Matinho out as an option just to, like explains the entire cash slate well, I mean you like, still play him there's not yeah. other there's not many other choices that's why I'm like do I really want to play a lineup with the construction where I have to play John Matinho at 4800 does that mean you're more likely to literally just punt it? Like, I was just no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I have, I don't have a construction that has a midfielder. Oh, okay. I, I'm I'm most likely uh, in my dummy cash builds that I've been working with. I've primarily played someone that's forward eligible in that second midfield spot, and I play three defenders. Yeah, so you're not going three thousand Billy Gilmore or something. Like no, that. right, exactly. I'm, I'm I'm basically, but those lineups don't have Mason Greenwood. They that type of lineup most likely doesn't have, it could have Cristiano Ronaldo. You have to punt at one defender spot 
and go and go down at goalkeeper. So you could you could get it done. But I'm talking about the lineups that don't have Ronald. Don't basically basically no one in my lineup is higher than James Ward Prowse. Like James Ward Prowse yeah. is eight thousand, and he's the most expensive player in my lineup. Yeah, um, Andrew, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. Um, we're uh, poo-pooing all these midfielders, and you know, really stretching to try to figure it out. Um, starts to make you think about playing a Billy Gilmore and paying up at forward. Um, I'm not so sure that's optimal, but, uh, when the opportunity cost is lower, it, uh, might not hurt you as much. Um, but when I was playing around with a cash build too, and trying to figure out what I would go with, um, I agree with you guys. I ended up with a forward el- eligible player in the, uh, second midfield spot. But the defenders on this, to me, I, f- I find that the defenders at their prices, are better than the midfielders at the same prices. Like I take a look, like we mentioned Shaw. I think I think Shaw is going to be the highest owned player on the entire slate. Uh, but like I'd rather play. I think I, I'm not a big fan of playing paying 5800 for Cresswell, but he's better than the 5800 dollars midfielders. Like I'd rather yeah. play Cresswell, Tierney 5700. I'd rather play him. Canos for Brentford 5500. Uh, maybe not Richie because. They're the biggest underdog on, on there's 12 teams on the slate, but I'd almost rather play pay up there. And then you go down and like live Ramento Messina who has some set pieces. Yep. If Cedric starts for Arsenal, $3,800 for him. I mean, it seems like I'd, I'd much rather play. I mean, even, even the wolves wingbacks like Semedo or Markal, I feel much more comfortable with those guys than, than the midfielders that are at that same price. So given that you have a utility, I think I'm more likely to play one of these guys in a utility spot than, than a midfielder. I totally agree. I really don't want to play. I want to play one midfielder and that's it. I mean, Ryan, you have to agree with me because even for GPPs, you're more likely to pay up for the defender spots mm-hmm. because you know, just the op just it's, it's very, most of the defenders in the pool don't have high ceilings. So you get a bigger edge against the field in your in your lineup by having two defenders that have double digits in them. Uh, definitely, I'm um, um, three defenders is interesting. Like, do you think are, are you sacrificing too much upside if you're playing one of those? Well, I'm talking you know, about for mid- cash games. I'm talking about cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Ca- cash it works perfect. Yeah, uh, I like those. I like all those defenders better than the midfielders. Uh, also, you're right. It works perfectly. So we're not playing Billy Gilmore? Just to be clear. Well, you can play Billy Gilmore. I feel free to play Billy Gilmore. I don't know. Like it, it you know, if Ronaldo didn't start, like I like Greenwood probably more than most. So I don't think it'd be the worst thing. You know, listen, if you're if you're like think about just, you know, deciding to lock in a Livramento or Messina because like, you know, in your mind, they're just so much better than Billy Gilmore. I'm telling you that that's not the case. I mean, yeah, most of the time they're going to score a few more points than Billy Gilmore or someone in that range, but uh, that expensive forward might give you the ceiling to bail your whole lineup out. So it's worth it. A lot of times. Does, does Ronaldo not starting push you at all to Bruno or is Bruno just unplayable? I mean, he's not unplayable. He's playable for GPP, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, in cash. No, I don't think there's a need for it. 
Oh, he's unplayable for cash, I think. <laughs> I'd rather play Greenwood, if anything. I mean, just I I'd too. rather play Greenwood if they were both midfield eligible. So it's not even like it's it's the forward eligibility of Greenwood that matters. It's right. I think Greenwood has a higher floor than Bruno. I think Bruno has a higher ceiling, maybe. But from a floor perspective, I'd take I'd take Greenwood, no matter if Ronaldo starts or not. All right. That's yeah, fair. I agree. And at, at, at goalkeeper, because of the clean sheet odds being so big of a difference, like you're playing De Gea at 5,900, you know, like, like Leno and, uh, and and Ederson, who's not even going to play. Like, I don't even know. The Jesus may not be playing. All those people, all those Brazilians coming back with the, the COVID delay or whatever. So I don't even know what's going on there. Uh, so we may have Scott Carson game for Man City. Uh, I think you're more likely to, like, you either go up to De Gea or you're paying down a goalkeeper. And I, th- and I think the the popular goalkeepers at the lower range are going to be Bachman and Schmeichel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think that, yep, I agree. I, I don't know about cash. I think it's an interesting decision for cash. I normally feel like I'm someone who, I don't know, it's been, it switches, it, but I, I've been paying up for goalies when I think, you know, it's worth it when they're head and shoulders above the rest. I, I don't know. You might, you might need the salary on this slate. Um, I was leaning towards paying down at goalkeeper. I, I get you know, locking in the clean sheet would be great. I don't feel nearly as good about playing De Gea in these spots than Ederson, for sure Ederson, or even someone like Allison. You know, maybe it's just like a personal bias because of recent history. I mean, De Gea, De Gea let down in so many spots last year. I mean, over and over. Um Newcastle create chances. I don't know. Uh, I'm probably paying down on this slate, but I, I don't hate it if you're high on United and think you're going to lock in the clean sheet. I think that's where most people end up. I just like the odds are too high. I feel like that. And particularly if you, I, I think, do you think De Gea is more or less popular with people who have Ronaldo or not? Like, like if you have Ronaldo, are you less likely to play De Gea or more likely? I think you're more likely. You're not using De Gea to make up for Ronaldo for well, not that's, having that's Ronaldo. My, no, people don't do that, like I do. But I'm just, I'm, I'm not. I'm thinking about the normal person. Me, that if I don't have Ronaldo in my lineup and Ronaldo starts, it's much more likely that I'm playing De Gea in my cash line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. As, yeah. as, a, as a like a hedge, like if Ronaldo scores two goals, it's quite likely that De Gea gets at least the win. So I kind of mitigate some of those points, but I mean, like that to me, that's not a priority. But I don't think people think like that at all. Yeah, so I think it's more of the fact of if they playing Ronaldo, they're more likely playing multiple pieces of Man United, which means they're playing Shaw, which means Shaw correlates to De Gea, and they're stacking that that game like that. So yeah, I, I think there'll be more De Gea Ronaldo lineups than anything else. Do you think James Ward Prowse is the only midfielder? more likely to outscore De Gea? Right, well, we were talking, well, we're talking about goalkeeper. I don't, I'm just talking about in terms of like double digit goalkeeper. Who knows? Yeah. What is, what does James Ward Prowse have to do with it? No, I, I, I it was more accentuating are you, the of De Gea's path to 12 versus any midfielders path to 12. So De Gea is better than all the other midfielders besides Ward Prowse is what you're saying. Right. Like, should I pay up for goalie instead of a midfielder? Oh, yeah. so if there was a fifty nine hundred dollar midfielder, would I rather have them or De Gea? 
Yeah, I'd probably rather have De Gea. Yeah, you know what? I gotta, I gotta change course real quick. Um, I, I'm liking De Gea a little more. You know, I, I was a little worried about the clean sheet odds, but you guys definitely sold me. And also, Manchester United's defense has just been really good for the most part in recent history. Um, it's tough to score against them. Well, they don't um, have yeah. Phil Jones playing center back anymore. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, 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 it seems a little safer than I originally thought. <laughs> All right. Um, let's jump into GPPs. Before we do that, quick note from SoRare. Uh, do you love sports collectibles or fantasy sports? Because SoRare is blending them together and creating an entirely new gaming experience. SoRare cards are officially licensed NFTs from over 160 clubs, including Real Madrid, Paris Saint-Germain, and Liverpool, and built on Ethereum. You truly own your collectibles, and you can use them to re win rewards, such as new cards or Ethereum. Join SoRare and connect with your favorite teams, live the game with passion, and earn weekly prizes. That's SoRare.com, S-O-R-A-R-E.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ryan, you're very high on Mason Greenwood. Should I be as high on Bruno Fernandez for GPPs? I'm glad that's where you started. Um, so with Ronaldo, um, you know, assuming Ronaldo starts, I don't think, um, well, Br Bruno won't be as popular as he normally is. Um, previous to Ronaldo coming here and before a, a couple weeks, before a couple weeks ago, when I said that James Madison was the worst GPP on most slates that he's on, that started with Bruno. Last year for me, Bruno was by far the worst GPP slate on every on every slate he was on. I mean, when when he lost sets to Shaw, got to clarify that when he lost sets to Shaw, most games he was taking one set, and he was 11K, um, and it, he didn't have more um, goal scoring upside in open play than Rashford or Greenwood or whoever started up front of him. Um, his goal scoring came a lot from penalties. And yeah, he scores a ton of open plays goals too, but he was always so popular. Um, I may, I, I, the most successful slates I had last year were fading Bruno. Um, now that he's likely to be considerably less popular, I think that brings him more into play, but he's also 10 K. And if he loses penalties to Ronaldo, and now he's lost set pieces. I mean, what are we really doing here? It's, <laughs> that's a stretch. Yeah, like I, I, right. He turns, you know, you know who he turns into Ryan. Ooh. 
Who? He turns into Pablo Farnals. Like yeah, he turns you know, into that like central attacking midfielder for a pretty good team that really doesn't do anything else other than have upside and no floor. So like he probably should only be 7,000, not 10,000. Right. Yeah. You said it like he, he, of course he has a ton of upside. We saw him score a really nice hat trick uh, against Leeds the first game week. He's got that in him. He's a great player. Um, the fact that Manchester United are minus 500 favorites, yeah, that makes him more playable. But I also think it's going to keep his ownership at a point where I'm still likely to fade. Um, look, I, I get if if you want to play him, of, of course he has upside. But if I'm going to eat some of the chalkier um, United guys at forward, I'm probably not going to play Bruno. I don't know. Interested to hear your guys' take. This I'm, I'm, like... I mean... Me, me, I think I'm more I'm more likely on this on this slate coming up. I'm more likely because it's six games. I'm more likely to fade Man United than play a different player. Like I, I like like what we're talking about is you don't play Ronaldo or you don't play Shaw, you don't play the popular Man United guys, you play the the Pogba's and Greenwood and Fernandez. Like Man United win for nothing, it just doesn't go through. You know, Ronaldo doesn't get there. He only has one goal, right? Shaw has eight points, right? Like, not, like no assist or no nothing. But Man United still score four goals. So I'm, I think I'm more likely this late with the amount of teams that they're on. To I'll just play the chalk Man United pieces as one-offs, you know, for value. And then just, like, stack other games. And just, like, to, you know, Man United win one nothing or 2 nothing, And... Like if you, Shaw and Ronaldo are fine, you you know you get you get 16 points from one, you get 18 points from the other, and you know you don't need them in your lineup, but they'll probably still be in the winning lineup. So like I'm looking, Ryan, I see there there's there's one team that intrigues me a lot that's going to go wildly underowned. Manchester City. Yeah, but I I don't think I could play them. <laughs> I feel the same as you. Yeah. I mean, they're just screaming out as, as yeah, they're going to be wildly under own for, for what they're capable of. But they're so expensive. <laughs> they're so expensive. And, you know, I, I'm a big fan of this Leeds team. It's just like all leading me to, to not do it, but it makes so much sense. Like if you're high on city, like who's playing Baron Torres at 9,000 on the slate. Mm-hmm. No, no, nobody's playing these guys. You're right. Um, Mares, be- Sterl- Sterling's 8,100, Gundawan at 75. Like, so, the, the, to, Both of these things are sort of what I wanted to ask you about and why I said this slate feels a, l- a little bit different. Um, you, you mentioned that because it, it, it was six games, you know, you might be likely to fade the United chalk. Um, when I first started playing DFS soccer, I didn't know much about DFS in general or how to play for the first couple years, I never considered ownership. I mean, not even once I just played the best plays and it was okay because ownership was never that big or that much of a problem. I felt because it was always six games. Then we had these slates last year where it was three and four a lot. And I started to go out of my way to, you know, uh, use some game theory, play the lower own guys in, you know, spots that were close, get some leverage, um, I'm sometimes I feel like ownerships 
or like these, like Man United being chalky, you're going to be able to get different elsewhere. Like I'm not, I, I was starting to think that I'm not so sure it matters too much, but uh, I figured you might cringe when I say that. And then hearing you say that you want to fade them because it's six games, I'm interested to get your take on that. Well, I just said, if Man, if Man United disappoint, there are more players on the slate that they could outscore them, right? Because if you're, let's say it's a two gate, let's go really small. Let's say it's a two-game slate, and it's uh, it's uh, you know Norwich Arsenal, and then the Man United game. It's like like well, how how do I? It's kind of hard to fade Man United players because I mean you have to play players from three teams, and New you are you going to play for a Newcastle win? You could that would be that would be different. It's just it's hard if Man United win two nothing and Arsenal win one nothing. Well, Man United's still the highest scoring team on the slate, and in a five stack of that in a two game slate is still going to win. Mm-hmm. If Man United only scored two goals today, Arsenal could win four to one. Brighton win two to one. Man, Man City win three to one. West Ham Southampton is two to two. I mean, like there's just so many more goals available on the slate that like if, the, if Man United win six, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That, now you're going to need Man United, but if they just, if they just score one or two goals, like I could find, I could, I'm going to be, I'm probably going to be able to find goals because there's five other games to choose from that. That's why the size of the slate matters to me and why mm-hmm. I'd rather play a chalk piece of Man United in a lineup that's different elsewhere than try to find, they win six, nothing. And it's just like Ronaldo is sitting there with eight points. Like that's not, that's probably not going to happen. You know what the weird game that I like on this slate? Cause it's the second lowest total, but from a price perspective, I, I like the way it matches up. It's a weird game to say that I want to play play four players from this game. Wolves Watford. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you there. Oh, you're all okay. I thought I was going to be crazy. Nope. Um, Raul Jimenez is 6,500, and he has like the third highest goal scoring odds on the slate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, starting at Raul Jimenez. I love Raul Jimenez. 6,500, great goal scoring odds, 90 minutes. Wolves haven't scored this season, but they looked good. They've looked good, and actually they've looked good in all three of their games. Um, it's weird to say, considering they haven't scored, um, but you <laughs> figure they're going to be creating plenty of chances in this matchup. They're you know, a better team as far as possession and you know, offensive ability than Watford. But the Watford side is great, too. You know, I, I love playing Saar um, when – you know, the matchup is at least decent. He's been great this season. Another guy that always plays 90 minutes, gets points in a variety of ways. If he gets on the score sheet, he has a huge ceiling because his floor is going to be there. Same goes for Adama Traore. Um, I said in my article, neither guy has scored less than 11 floor points um, in six total games, you know, between them this season. That's starting to look pretty safe. Um, and you know, they're the type of players with, you know, they're two of the most talented players in the Premier League guys. I just love rostering. So yeah, I'm going to be all over that game. I thought I was going to be nuts. Cause I see like you could, you could on the wolf side, you could stack Jimenez with Triori with Trincao with the, the fullbacks, obviously. Uh, and then on Watford, you have Sar, you have Dennis, you have Cucho Hernandez, who's 5,200. If he starts up top. You still have, you know, Messina as a fullback there. You have Musa Sissoko at 3,200. If you the $10 million pound man, that's, I don't know why, but I mean, 
It's just the pieces of the game fit together. That's why we take a look at, at Man City and you go, well, if no Man City are one of the best teams in the league, if no one's going to play them, why don't they play them? Well, there are there nine thousand and eight thousand. Like I, I it, it, in a vacuum, you'd rather play the Man United players. So you have to basically do the consideration of is Man City going to outscore Man United? But when you play uh, Watford Wolves, like each of these players are like a thousand or two thousand cheaper than all the other guys on the in the other games. So like. I could play them instead. And I think you could say the same. Ryan, what what is your, your thoughts on Arsenal stats? <laughs> Especially if Lacazette starts up top. Um, I would like Lacazette if he starts up top, yeah. Um, I, I, I like Saka too. Uh, Arsenal in general. Arsenal in general. Oof, this, is, this is as bad as they've looked. I mean, I was at the... I was at the game against Chelsea a couple weeks ago, and it was depressing. I mean, it felt like Stamford Bridge. The Chelsea fans were screaming all game, singing all game. I mean, Arsenal fans, you know, Lukaku scored within the first 10 minutes, and, I mean, the the wind just went out of that stadium. They've looked – I don't know. They've, they look bad, I guess. It's just Yeah, but you have to figure – Ryan, you have to figure that if they can't beat Norwich – uh, at home, like Arteta's gone. I mean, like this is, uh, yeah, to I me, this is a must-win game for him. I've it's close to a must-win game. You're right. Um, I've been an Arteta defender, um, but he's he's running out of time. Um, so all that being said, the matchup against Norwich should be very good. Um, this is like a backs against the wall spot for Arsenal, like you said. Makes me like them. Um, Bukayo Saka is cheap, regardless of if he doesn't have set pieces. In this spot, he would have been 9K last year. Like you said, Lacazette has good goal-scoring odds. I, I'd definitely play him if he started. Um, Cedric's really cheap, 3,800. Yeah, I think you can go to Arsenal. Um, they're probably going to be semi-popular against Norwich. I also think if you're just if you're just put off by Arsenal, like you said, this is a six-game slate, you can go elsewhere, but I'll have some interest. You know, being an Arsenal fan, I do tend to roster them in these spots, so um, I'll, I'll have some of them. Do you have minutes worries for everyone, though? Yes. Like, yes, literally everyone point. who you would play is a sub-risk. Yeah, that, I, good point, good point, definitely. Uh, it makes me like all of them less. Um it's what it, it, it's it's why I would lean towards the forwards like Obama Yang and Lacazette because you're not as worried like about the floor they can get their goal and right. get snubbed off but yeah um, as far as any of them being safe no they're they're all sub risks you're you're right um the the one guy like so he, he's questionable and now I guess it, maybe there's been some news but it doesn't seem like he's gonna start. But it wasn't. It would have been my favorite play, and he he still would be. He's the only guy in that uh, attacking four that's played ninety minutes in every game this season, and that's Samuel Smith Rowe. Um, and at fifty one hundred, the cheapest cheapest out of all of them, and he, he's a player that I just feel like people don't like to roster. But fifty one hundred in this matchup, and like you said, safer than all the Arsenal players. Uh, if he starts, yeah, give me some Emil Smith Rowe. Um, if he doesn't, yeah, they're all very risky. Yeah, I feel like he just fits in that easy bucket of you could just blind, not you're blindly playing him, but it's like 
an attacking midfielder for a big favorite with a high implied total. And he's, yeah, 5,100. Yeah, you're right, though. You're kind of blindly playing him, yeah, in in a way. How about the lowest total game on the slate? Brighton-Brentford? Uh, the only thing, to me, the only thing that interests me in this game, uh, like, I'm just not going to play Pascal Gross at 8,900, especially if he's going to be playing as, like, a modified wingback type of thing. Like, he would, ha- he would have to show that he's playing in the front three. And even then... I'm not, I mean, for a ceiling perspective, I think there's so many more players that have 20 plus point ceilings that gross doesn't at 8,900. Uh, I mean, he may still get you 12, 13 points. That's fine. But I mean, in GPPs, I'm looking for a little bit more upside than that. Uh, so I'm not that interested in Brighton, but I am interested in Brentford playing like a combination of Canos at defender and Tony for 6,300 at forward. Because like me and you, Ryan, we kind of think the same way. Where can we find cheap goals so then we could jam in as many f- like floor, like high upside players, high floor, high ceiling players in the rest of our lineup? And just like Jimenez at 6,500, I think Tony uh, fits that bill almost as much. It's just that the game environment in and of itself, like, like yeah, I'd much rather play Jimenez over Tony, but Tony still has plus 175 goal scoring odds. So, uh, just for the price, uh, pairing him up with a, a high, high floor, high ceiling defender, and then even playing, you know, the goalkeeper with them. You know, I like that three man stack. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this. E- even though it has the lowest total, um, I was a little disappointed in myself that I didn't write up a couple of these guys in the article. I just kind of brushed over the game. But, but you're right. I think there are some spots here. Tony, I agree with you. Um, but it comes down to not loving the other spots. The thing about Tony quickly, um, there's plenty of times where Tony scores on this slate and someone like Raul Jimenez doesn't. So yeah, yeah, he's a great option. Um, farther down, um, going off what you said about trying to get a goal from a cheap guy and then just, uh, making the rest of your lineup look good. I'd be okay with Mbwemo or Trossard for that same price, 54, 53. Um, it was nice to see Trossard take five shots and play 90 minutes last game. I, I mean, the, the, Mbwemo, uh, the set pieces aren't something I'm going to worry about. You're not, you're not playing him for that. He's only taking one or two, three, even if he does. Um, but he has open play value too. This is a talented player. He's going to score goals in the Premier League this season. And also, people aren't going to play these guys. They're not going to play them because the total's low, and they're not going to play them because they haven't done anything this season. So I absolutely have interest in, uh, yeah, Tony, maybe Canos. Uh, and then I sort of like that Embuemo Trossard 5,400, range if you need it. This feels like a game that we would want a lot of pieces from later in the season when all these teams at the top of this odds report are playing Thursdays, except Arsenal, of course. But like... You know, those like Saturday, those classic Jordan Cooper slates where there are no goals scored and where we look at bright, uh, you know, you're like, my favorite game, Brighton-Brentford. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. We'll get all these stupid floor points in. But this just doesn't feel like the slate to do it. No, you're right. Is this um, the slate Is this the slate that uh, you pay up for overpriced Mikel Antonio to be different? I actually, I'm going to answer that before or I'm going to. Take Ryan's yeah, answer a little bit. I thought that's where you were going with the Greenwood thing when I was uh, reading your article. 
I was like, oh, maybe Greenwood's too expensive. And so people aren't going to go there, but that wasn't where it is, but that's definitely the move for Antonio. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm more on board with that than I initially thought. Yeah. Um, but I think Ryan, we saw last slate because obviously we had an international break, but the slate before Antonio was way overpriced. He still ended up being 22% owned in the large field GPP because people take a look at this FPPG and go, how do I not play the guy that says 32.4 on it? <laughs> right. now in the higher stakes, like he was in the, I, I think in the 555 or something, he was only like 6% owned. Of course he got there. He got, he got oh, like 29 points or something. Anyway. Yeah, he didn't make 30 though. He, he went below average. Right. But on this slate specifically, especially if Ronaldo starts, like, I think Antonio is, I don't, I'm, he should be, he should be lower. He should be 8,500 and not 10,500, but, and he should be at 10, five. He should be in the large, in the $20 back heel. I would say his efficient ownership is like six or 7%, but I don't, I think he's still going to be high. I think he'll still end up being 12 to 14% owned. So if he's going to be double what I believe his efficient ownership is, I don't even think that's even a good play to be different because I still think people will just game log watch and, and there'll be enough game log watchers in the large field. But if you want the, if you want Antonio in the five fifty five, like that's, I think where you're going to see two, three percent. I don't think you're going to see, you may see two or three lineups with it. Yeah. Um, you, you said that perfectly. Like I mean, we'd love to play him if, if his efficient ownership is what his ownership ended up being. But people are going to see the, that game log and still play him in the $20 GPP. Now, he's not going to be that high owned still. Like you said, say he's, you know, in the low teens or something. And now we're comparing him with Greenwood, uh, the only two guys, the only two forwards above 10K. Like, this is one of those spots where you just like, I, at least me, I just always remind myself, like, Antonio's going to outscore Greenwood plenty of times here. Like, no matter how much you think Manchester United are a smash, and if you're paying up and if you're paying 10K for forward, you got to get Greenwood. No, like, he's going to be higher on. So, yeah, I think it makes sense to Antonio to, to go to Antonio. Um, but like you said, yeah, it probably doesn't make as much sense because it's not going to be uh, as big of a benefit for you as it should be if he goes off. Right, because I think he'll end up being similarly owned to Aubameyang, Lacazette. I think Antonio will be higher owned than Torres and Sterling. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if given the case that Torres and Sterling are fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred cheaper, with not that dramatically different goal scoring odds, like why wouldn't I just save the money and just play one of those guys? Why why wouldn't I play Aubameyang and Lacazette who have better goal scoring odds for the same type of ownership now? This is based around the fact that I think there's enough stupid people that play the back, back heel, that game log watch that'll raise his ownership up. So like, like I just, I just don't believe you're, you're I don't believe you're getting different by like, Oh, Antonio scores two goals or whatever. Like, fine. If you want to process over results, but like I was shocked that last late when he was 22% owned. I'm like, like this dude's going to be in the single digits. Like no one's going to pay this price for him. And people did and they yep. got rewarded. So who says and they're they not going to go rewarded. back to Yep. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. So if you're right and the ownership between Antonio, Obamiang, and Lacazette is similar, then give me those Arsenal guys all day. 
going into this slate, I figured that the Arsenal forwards would be double Antonio. I kind of still think they're going to be higher. I don't know. I think people look at a home matchup against Norwich and a name like Arsenal and, you know, Obama Yang and Lacazette way cheaper than they would be in this spot. Uh, and last year, for instance, I kind of feel like they'll be higher owned than Antonio, but man, I don't know if they're not, like you say, yeah, I, give me the Arsenal guys. But you really think people, you really think people are going to play players from the last place team in the league? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because their name's Arsenal and their opponent's Norwich, but you, Norwich You're is right. higher on the table. They're both fighting for fighting against relegation. It's fighting relegation. Yep, that's true. They'll be playing each other next year in the championship. Right, this is a relegation <laughs> three by six pointer. That's <laughs> really the big. It's, it's a lot Do you guys think that Antonio makes people look for the other West Ham pieces, or does it like is it? Do I should play Antonio, or is it like I actually want West Ham and maybe I'll go play Fornals or Ben Rama? Nobody's I think playing those other guys. guys are barely going to be owned. Yeah, nobody's playing those guys. Bowen, no, Bowen, great... I think Bowen will be owned out of West Ham, out of all those players. I think it's more likely people play Bowen plus Antonio or maybe Cresswell plus Antonio, that type of lineup, than play Ben Rama or Fornals. I think those guys go that sitting there at 2%, 3% ownership. Andrew, yeah, that, that's a great point, though. Um, that makes Ben Rama and Fornals good GPP plays. They're going to be overlooked for sure. So yeah, They're also overpriced. They're all... Yeah, they're oh yeah, they're definitely overpriced overpriced in re, in relation to the slate. Um, so they're not going to be owned, and yeah, good GPP plays. Um, and about like the pairing thing, I don't know what people are going to do. I don't think you need to though. You, you can one off these guys. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I I meant more just looking at them from consideration. But wait a minute, you're telling me that sixty nine hundred for the Bruno Fernandez of West Ham is overpriced? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, with a run back, James yeah, Ward-Prowse no, run back? Come on, guys. What maybe not much. Like, I mean, I, I know I'm, I made the argument last slate that he might not have been overpriced. Uh, he scored over the break for Spain. They called him up because he's been so good. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Foreign Owls fan. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 6,900, you still, you still don't love to play it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Do we miss anyone? Um, I feel like Ryan always has one guy's like, oh, we forgot about this guy. And then it's like the highest scoring player on the slate. No, I don't. I don't think we necessarily missed anyone. Right. Well, we don't have Connor Gallagher on the slate, so they can't do. Can't right. Um, no, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Just going, just, we didn't really talk about defenders. I know that's like, well, yeah, Jordan sorted. I, I forgot. I wanted to piggyback. I, I really do like those Watford, uh, wingbacks um playing it or sorry wolves wolves right the wolves wingbacks um yeah they're my favorite defenders in that range i guess is what i say i think they have quite a bit more open value than open play value than people realize um maybe it's with this new manager but they're getting forward they're sending in crosses whenever they can especially marcal i mean marcal's putting in crosses to raul jimenez whenever he gets the chance um so i i think those guys are okay um i don't think this really qualifies as missing anybody but because the um 
you know, the midfield options aren't great. And even the pay down forward options aren't great. If you want just guys that aren't going to be owned, you could look at some of these Leicester guys. That's all I'm going to say. They get up for these big games. Oh, you're going to play, you're going to lose money with Harvey Barnes again. Oh man. That was, yeah, that, that was painful. Um, 4,500 now though, and no one's going to play him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to play him either, but I don't hate it. Lester score in this spot quite a bit, I think. So I, I don't mind it. This feels like a big Jamie Vardy goal game. Oh yeah, it, it really does. You know, it's talk about a guy I'm not going to play, but yeah, he, he seems to show up in these spots sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think it's more goals against top six than in, like anyone in the history. Yeah, of the I, world think, I think you're right. Lester get up for these big games. They're, they're, they're going to score. And then lose five, two, but they won, <laughs> or they'll uh, score anyway. No, they did lose five, two last year. Yeah. 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 Didn't they win 5-2? Or they lost it 5-2? I guess I don't remember. I just know it was 5-2. I thought they lost, but I could be wrong. Maybe they lost, yeah. No, they won 5-2. Yeah. Vardy, Vardy Hattrick, oh. Madison, and Telemans. Man. Here we go. That makes me if feel If it happened then, it has to happen Five again. Five goals right? against City. Five goals against City. So, yeah, if it, the cheapest team on the slate, they scored five against this team last year. So. They own them. <laughs> no. All right. No, but if anybody has any out. follow questions for Ryan and Jordan, you can find them on Twitter at Ryan Belangi and at Blender HD. You can find me at Rotowire Andrew. Available in the Rotowire Discord as well. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat to join. If you have not joined Rotowire, you can try us out for free for 10 days. Just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial. Gets you access to the entire site. No credit card required. So definitely check that out. If you are watching this on YouTube, if you could please hit the like button below, feel free to subscribe to all of the videos as well. So you can get notified whenever we are going live on these uh, previews. Bring me back. Well, I'll be back next week with some guests for the for Champions League that starts up next week. And then obviously when Premier League is back next weekend, we'll be here. So thank you to SoRare for sponsoring this podcast. Jordan and Ryan, good luck this weekend. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.